Welcome back to the Concordus Career Cast. This is Brad Castoro. I'm one of the partners of Concordus here in Seattle, and we're coming live to you from the Soundcasting Network here at 212. This week, we decided to stay on the same track. Um, as an earlier discussion, you might remember from it was a podcast, I think, a couple weeks ago with Colonel Greg Allen and his work with um, trans- transitioning vets in the military community to the uh, civilian world. Um, we had another idea that was along the same lines. We have a good friend of ours named Julia Freeland that's here with us today, and she's getting ready to start a new career adventure, uh, an organization called Revolve You, that's somewhat similar to what Greg Allen is doing, um, although not military affiliated. It could be, I guess. Um working to transition parents that have been stay-at-home parents back into the workplace and all of those challenges. And she's a really interesting um, person to have with us today because she brings a lot of empathy to the table around that subject. So I'm super stoked to have Julia here. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. All right. So let's see. I think the, the best beginning is to talk about where you come from, so to speak. We don't really need to get into a lot of rigor with the conversation. But, you know, speaking of empathy, I, you really understand the world that revolves around this business you're starting. I do, yes. I, I spent um, 10 years at home with my children. I have three of them. And during that time, um, I always wanted to go back. But I, just timing was just not quite right until um, I actually had thought in my head I really wanted to walk my youngest into kindergarten. And then and, bolt. And bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, actually, you know, I, I was um, I'm probably the uh, a unusual stay-at-home parent in the sense that it was not a role that I ever thought I would play. In fact, when I was in high school, I'm not sure I ever thought I was going to have children. So if you had told me 10, 15 years ago, or like that in 20 years, I would have had been a stay-at-home mother of three, I would have laughed and told you no way. But, oh my um, gosh, just watching our girls like a couple days a week, I'm still like, I don't know how that's even possible. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Woo. So you were, so you had a whole significant career before you, um, before you were even a stay-at-home mom, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually um, got into the world of, um, I was a math and science person when I was uh, in college, and mm. I actually uh, majored in mechanical engineering undergrad. I can't even spell that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I quickly discovered engineering was not what I wanted to do, and I switched to litigation consulting. And then I decided I didn't want to do that, and I switched, went back to get my graduate degree in uh, education, and I became a high school physics teacher for a while. Well, it's going downhill for me. (laughs) This is going way downhill for me personally, but that's okay. And then I evolved into doing adult education and uh, supervisory training, management skills, and leadership development, and finally kind of found my my real passion along the lines of looking at how um, people behave and why they behave the way they do, and how can we improve the relationships between people um, by kind of learning about ourselves and, and, and thinking about other people and learning to speak another person's language. So... I feel like I just want to jump into this because it's such a neat topic. So, like, why now? Like, is there, I mean, empathy aside, like, why is this the time to start Revolve You? Like, why Why does it matter now? So, um, in uh, after 10 years out, um, I really wanted to get back in. And when I was looking, I was really... Uh, 
just dismayed at the attitudes of employers and the attitudes of my fellow parents and the attitudes of the career coaches that I talked to about my abilities to come back. Um, I had obviously a pretty long tenure in a lot of different careers, and I had made a pretty good practice of being able to reinvent myself over the course of my 15 years of working. And so when I was faced with the idea of having to go back after 10 years, I thought, wait, why Why would it be that much harder to reinvent myself at this point and go back to work? I walked into the world of being a parent and figured out how to do that job. And now I'm going to walk back into the career world. And I didn't think it should be that hard. Um, unfortunately, um, it was. So you had and maybe this is jumping around a bit. There was an article that you had. You had written this, written this article on LinkedIn, and it was all over Facebook. I mean, is that was that a predecessor to starting this, or was that was that kind of this critical mass? Like, oh my gosh, this could actually work. Or maybe you can touch on that article and why it was so popular. Sure. So I think that that article, although I just released it a couple weeks ago, um, I think that's been inside me for a really long time. It was all it was talking about the business value of stay-at-home parents. Um, when I started looking to go back to work, I um, actually had met with a career coach who told me point blank that I would be lucky if I could earn half of what I had earned 10 years prior. I also spoke with many people that were out in the workforce and they told me I would be comp- having to start over again. Uh, I'd be competing with new college grads. And um, basically, every conversation I had was trying to set my expectations lower and lower so that I would... You know, I think I felt like it was just adding to the social pressures that are already around stay-at-home parents in devaluing who they are. And I knew personally myself what I had done while I was a stay-at-home parent. And I had known so many absolutely incredible parents that had done so many things for our schools, for the charities, for the hospitals, all the nonprofit organizations that we get involved with. I mean... The public school system largely runs well because of these stay-at-home parents Mm -hmm. that get so involved in running the business of school. Um, PTA boards all over um, the country are run by parents. And we, uh, we hire people, we fire people, we run programs, we project manage, we event, um, run events, we raise money, millions of dollars we raise, and we manage that money. We're treasurers, vice presidents, presidents. Uh, we are, and we run marketing campaigns and develop collateral and are out there in the community being activists for our schools and our communities. And I knew um, the amazing backgrounds and resumes of some of my fellow parents who were also going through this process of trying to reinvent themselves and go back to work and. Um, when I and as a result, we we kind of wanted to create um, a group that would support each other through this process. So uh, two friends of mine and myself organized a coffee group that would meet on a regular basis, and we would um, we actually started bringing in people from LinkedIn and bringing in people, uh, career coaches, to talk to us about how to update their resumes. And we started running our own program and helping ourselves relaunch our careers. And uh, in that process, I was exposed to really these uh, very deflated evaluations of um, themselves that these parents had. Oh, like self, 
They like did not understand their, oh. their own value, and they were their value was very much associated with just being a stay-at-home mom, and it was based on the societal stereotypical. Uh, mindset around what a stay-at-home parent does. When I wanted to go in and scream at them and say, "Wait a minute! You guys have done. You've run. You've run all these campaigns. You've made all this money. You run, make the school run. I know you are running this auction. I know you're a part of this children's hospital guild. Um, please don't undersell yourself for what you do." <clears throat> But what needed to happen is somebody needed to take what they were involved with and turn it into business language, language that people would understand. And I know we were just having a conversation about the vet, um, Colonel... Yeah, Colonel Allen. Allen, and how he was talking about his own experience didn't translate into the work world. And yeah, he had a uh, his big thing was that we were talking about was I remember at this meetup that he talked about it in the podcast. I mean, it, it was great. He was very honest, which was super lovely for this platform. He basically said, "Look, if I'm one of the reasons for work of honor was he said, hey, if I'm a super decorated retired Green Beret, you know, Colonel." And I've led hundreds and hundreds of men, and I'm having problems facing the gap, as he referred to it. Then some of these injured vets that come back that need to transition really quickly, you know, when they're looking at themselves in the mirror, he's like, if anything, I can help these guys by going, hey, I had problems too. So if I'm super high up and super senior and decorated, and I was very puffed up in the mirror before I'd go to an interview and then not get the job, maybe some of these younger guys and gals can go, well, if Colonel Greg had problems, then mine aren't so bad. So, I mean, again, use that word empathy. I think it was, um, it was very enlightening. I mean, it's it's a passion of mine in my personal life and having a big military family, and and also coming from a from a family with a mother who transitioned back into the workforce after being a stay at home mom for a number of years. It's a really interesting topic. I guess when you were talking, I was thinking about there was a question I had around. Um, and it's not just the Revolve You organization you're starting, but is is there a point at which that you know? Well, I'll use the phrase I use the you know, and, and again, this is a terribly direct phrase, but the buck up phrase. Is there a point at which that you know you're communicating to some of these folks, even if you go back to the environment with your friends, where it's are you shaking their shoulders and saying snap out of it? You know, like the slap on the cheek, proverbially speaking. I mean, is it? It's not that easy, is it? I guess I'm trying to get to a point where, like, how do you address that? You know, how do you yeah. how do you start when you feel like you're completely down? Well, um, you know, that's it's hard. It's hard when you're completely down, and I think sometimes that's where a support system comes in. And um, you know, you uh, one of the concepts that they talk about in Pathways. You and I both share that connection. Um, they talk about um, get basically a royal kick in the ass. Excuse my French, but <laughs> you're allowed. It's we speak I- French here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the of idea of that sometimes in order to break ourselves out of a stasis state, we actually need a major slap to kind of get us to moving again. The perturbation. Uh-huh, the yes. perturbation. There you go. And um, so I would say that I've had a couple of those throughout my lifetime. I always love what they teach me. They're slightly very painful, but I, I do love what they teach me. And um uh, during my time trying to go back to um, work, I actually had a moment like that. And... I had written a, I'd found a company that my 
uh, my background aligned perfectly with what this company did. And I wrote them a cover letter that was easily like it was so easy to write. It was exactly what I knew that they would respond to. You got the Pulitzer for it. it Totally. It was perfect. Um, And they responded right away and asked me for a phone interview. I did the phone interview with them and got off the phone and realized that did not go well. (laughs) And um, they had called me back. Uh, and, and I'll explain a little bit more about why that is. But um, they had called me back and during the phone conversation. Now, first of all, I should say that uh, I had been a director of training. Um, I had had managers working for me in my 10 years ago prior to uh, walking away to go have children. And in this particular role, I was applying for an instructional design job, which was arguably several levels down from where I had been before. And uh, they called me back up and they said, hey, we think you'd be a really great fit with the company, but we think that you'd be better suited as a training coordinator. And that was several more drops down from where um, what I was trying to apply for. Um, I politely declined that I wasn't interested in the job. Uh, I was trying to control my breathing during the time. And um, I said, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, apparently that interview did not go as well as I had hoped. If you're interested in hiring me as a contractor at some point to test what out what I can do, I'm happy to do that for you. And they had given me a very specific reason. They said because of your time out. I was so upset by that. By the time I calmly laid the phone down, I slapped my hand on the table and I said and swore loudly. <laughs> and I um, happened to be meeting my coffee group, my support coffee group of uh, fellow parents that were looking for um, work and. I went into the two women that I had started with it and slapped my hand on the, on the table and said, that's it, we're starting a company. We're gonna help people change, we're gonna change the way people look at stay-at-home parents, that change the way that people understand what we do. We don't just sit at home eating bonbons. <laughs> that sounds lovely though. <laughs> right. What time is it? Yeah, not functional, but you know, no. lovely. Yes. Um, and um, in the process though um, actually the company did call me back two weeks later and they said actually your reaction on the phone surprised us and we'd like to have you come back in and so we or have you come in and so we, I did meet them for coffee insisting that we were going to meet in person and proceeded to tell them all the things that I had been doing during those 10 years out and um, they were wondering why I didn't tell them all those things during the original phone interview and I said well that's because you didn't give me a chance to because Absolutely. your mind the moment you heard me say I had been home for as a stay at home parent shut down and that's what I want to do I want to change the way employers look at what we do so at least you can understand that a lot of these skills that we're developing are things that are exact skills that you're looking for yeah the transferability I think it's a big topic and we see it you know at Concordus we see this in when people are trying to transition careers even people that haven't been at stay at home they hit stay at home parents or maybe they've been at home they've been telecommuting and and people have the perception that well that person's not used to being in a big corporate environment we see that more often than we like um, and we're so qualitative that we, I mean, I have half the hair I think I did when we started this company because it's amazing to be on the other side of the desk and you really, so you fall for the candidates, but you really find, you know, to use that word empathy again, you really feel, especially all of us have been in the, all of us have been unemployed. We've lost jobs that we really liked. We've had that perturbation that occurred in our life, even on a personal side that causes static in the professional world. Mm-hmm. It's tough to separate. Um, you know, all those kind of emotions or what have you that, you know, we only have one set of them, I guess. Or I told you, my mom said, we, you know, you only have one set of manners. <laughs> I, th- I think I said that earlier. Um, but I, I think I think this is a really 
I think it'd be interesting to have you back, you know, to really talk about, I think maybe some of, it'd be interesting to have, what's the best way to put it? Maybe follow up with a whole, maybe a couple more shows where we can talk about some experiences where you've worked with a couple of different folks and the challenges they've faced and and maybe where you've helped them, or even if you haven't been able to help them, I think that's a realistic conversation as well, because it breeds more context around just how challenging the world can be if you're looking to transition, whether you're a parent that stay at home, or like we talked about quite a bit with Greg Allen and these vets trying to transition, it's a lot of those um, shared experiences. Um, I think that'd be a great thing to pick up on the next on the next um, in the next conversation for sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and and honestly, I, I would like to share also that in my interviews with these parents that have relaunched themselves, I would say that the same set of skills that they're using to relaunch themselves as parents is is exact. I'm, I'm also interviewing people who are reinventing their careers and completely making a shift in their in what they do. And um, so, and I'm noticing there are some definite similarities in experiences and in tactics and ways they're going about. Um, successfully reinventing themselves. This is a very common experience that everyone goes through somewhere in their middle ages. And we all seem to be kind of, you know, we talk about this again, um, this level of consciousness that we get into as we kind of pass into our older generations and we start thinking about, well, where is this all going? And I don't think that this is something that's unique necessarily to just parents. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks for listening in this week. We appreciate you following the Concordus Career Cast. Thanks to Julia Freeland for stopping by and chatting for a little bit. Can't wait to have her back for more conversations. We think this is going to be a lot of fun. And thanks, of course, to the Soundcasting Network. 